What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. So the whole speech then about you're the nicest guy in the world is just a speech. Like I said, it's never easy to break up with someone. And all of us always say a ton of bullshit. Oh my God, it's not you. It's me. You're just so nice, but you're just not working out. It's just a speech because no one wants to actually hear the truth. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. It's Violet Benson, your favorite meme queen and the big sis you didn't ask for, but need a welcome to Almost Adulting. Almost Adulting. Are you ready? Hi, besties, and welcome to a brand new Almost Adulting, the largest self-love podcast and movement, your number one destination for personal growth and mental health. I am your big sister and your host, Violetta. Quick reminder before we get started to hit the subscribe button, whether you're currently listening on Spotify or Apple or you're watching the podcast on YouTube, correct? Almost Adulting is now on YouTube, specifically the Thursday episode so you can always watch the episodes on video every friday on almost adulting podcast youtube channel so go ahead and hit the subscribe button there as well so you will never miss an episode with me again which we have new episodes every tuesday and thursday tuesdays are our confession corner and benson knows best where you either call in with your questions or you email me for advice or you DM me, whatever it is, and I answer your questions. And then we also have Confession Corner, where it's super wild and hilarious and you confess your darkest secrets. I love Tuesday episodes, you know, they're just fun and yeah, they're the best. And I get to connect with you guys, which is why Tuesdays sometimes are my favorite day of the week. All right, so let's get started with some of your questions on today's Benson Knows best. All right. Hey, Violet, I just listened to your episode about situationships. I've actually been in one for almost a year now. It's been a roller coaster with him. It'll be really good and then bad. We'll break up and then a month or two later, we get back together. I hate the cycle. But what makes this even more complicated and harder is that he's actually my manager and I work with him four days in a row out of the week. How do I go about breaking up with him and dealing with him at work and separating him from being my boss to my ex. I hope this makes sense. Well, Brittany, that is complicated. That is one of the reasons it's best to not date your employees, your coworkers, let alone your boss, because if you end on bad terms, he's going to make your life a living hell. If you don't want to get back together with him and he does want to get back together with you, he will make your life a living hell. If you still want to be with him and he doesn't want you and he starts dating other people in front of your face, that will make your life a living hell. So it is something to consider before you enter a relationship with someone you work with or work for. Personally, if that's the case, for me, if I was still heartbroken over it, I would find a different job. If I just want to break up and separate from it, I will then have a conversation with him, a serious one about the fact that it just doesn't make sense for us to continue this. I'm looking for now for something serious. 
I can't do a situationship anymore. It's not working out for me. I need something else. I think he deserves something else and he should look for it. And I think we should just go back to working together. And if it makes him uncomfortable, maybe we, he could put me on shifts that are not with him. I'm assuming if she works at a restaurant, if they work at an office, just on projects or not with him until they can both be platonic with one another again. And if that's a problem, then we can involve HR in this. That's something I would say. Or if he started to make my life a living hell, I won't involve HR. If there's no HR, then yeah, you would need to leave or you, you know, call an attorney and see if you can sue the place. <laughs> that's my advice from super healthy to super toxic. But yeah, it's always really weird and uncomfortable when it's with someone that you work with. There's really no way around it. All right. So the next question I have is about how nice guys and where they finish. Hmm. Do they finish last or do they sometimes finish first? We'll find out. All right. So this is a man that listens to my podcast. How amazing. Thank you. <laughs> he said, so I am sure that you get a lot of terrible emails and maybe this one will be one as well. But I'm just really curious about your thoughts on quote unquote nice guys. This is not humble to say, but I feel like I am the all-American guy. I am an attorney. I am in the army, and I'm chronically close to meeting my person, but I never get to the forever phase for some reason. I have been very close to engagement and marriage three times now. All three times, my partner has bumped me for some version of me being too nice. The first one cheated on me because she said she knew she could because I was so nice. The second one was a bit unbalanced and needed to work through some things that she was going through. But when ending the relationship, she gave me the you are just the nicest guy in the world, but speech. And then most recently, the last one, she and I made plans very early on to have a child and get married when convenient. And then it sort of unraveled just as quickly. She did cite there were some sexual chemistry issues between us. But again, she gave me a long, drawn out explanation that I treated her way better than anyone else she ever dated and that she knew she can always rely on me. I say all of this to ask, do I just need to be a fucking asshole sometimes? Thank you for the response. All right. So nice guys don't always finish last, but they do when you pick the wrong partners. Okay. First of all, with your first one that you dated, she cheated on you. So she's a cheater. So regardless of how nice or mean you are, she didn't cheat on you because you were too nice. She cheated because it had to do with her own issues. Because 10 out of 10 times when people cheat on us, it never has anything to do with their partners. It has always something to do with them, how they feel about themselves. If she cheated on you, she will cheat on her next partner. So good riddance and be happy you're not with her. She did not cheat on you because you were too nice. She cheated on you because that's just who she is as a person. It was just an excuse that she gave you because she didn't know what else to say. And you just took it to mean that it really meant because you were so nice, she cheated on you. No. I'm not that nice and I've been cheated on. So there's nothing to do whether you're nice or not. It has to do with them being an asshole. The second one you said was a bit unbalanced. So that's already something about that. And then you said that when the relationship ended, she gave you the speech of you're the nicest guy in the world. Guess what? It's just a speech. It's never fun to break up with someone. So whether she was unbalanced or not, and she needed some work on herself, clearly maybe she was more focused on her things and her issues, and she had no room in her life to have a relationship. It had nothing to do with you, it had to do with timing. It was just the wrong 
timing. And wrong timing also means that it's the wrong person. You guys met each other exactly when you were meant to meet and you're both supposed to learn something out of that experience. Maybe for you, this was a lesson of maybe I'm picking the wrong partners constantly. Maybe I'm constantly picking women that I'm trying to save, whether it was the first one that was cheating on you or the second one who you said was a bit unbalanced and needed some work. It sounds like both of them needed some work. So the whole speech then about you are the nicest guy in the world is just a speech. Like I said, it's never easy to break up with someone. And all of us always say a ton of bullshit. Oh my God, it's not you. It's me. You're just so nice, but you're just not working out. It's just a speech because no one wants to actually hear the truth. Um, I'm just not really feeling you because I feel like I can do better. Or you know what? You're just not satisfying me sexually or, you know, your brother's hotter than you. And now that I got to see the rest of your friend group, I'm kind of regretting that you're the least attractive one. Obviously, I'm saying the worst type of scenarios, but I'm just saying no one's people say they want to hear why someone doesn't want to be with them, but no answer will ever be good enough for them. And no answer will feel nice to hear. And that's why normally people just say something else like you're so good to me. You're so nice, but it's just not going to work out right now. It's a lie. They mean not right now, not ever. And to be honest, most people these days when they get dumped, they just get ghosted. So at least you get a breakup and for sure to know that it's done versus so many other people, they just get ghosted and then it lingers on. They just sit around waiting to see if that person ever comes back. Okay. And now with your last one, you start off by saying that from the beginning, you and her made plans to have a child and get married when convenient. I'm sorry, but I've never been in a relationship where me and the other person wanted to be together and we make comments like that. It was more either you want to have a kid with each other, you want to get married, so you start working towards that by dating for marriage. But normally when you make comments like, mm, we should have a baby, we should get married when convenient, that means if there's nothing else better out there, these are the type of comments that you make with a friend that you are not that sexually attracted to, but you're like, you know, if we have 40 and we're both single, we should get married. That's the type of comment that you're telling me that you had with this person. So you're from the beginning, I'm already hearing that she's not that into you, but you're not catching on. Hey besties. So listen, it is okay if the holidays are not so cheery for you. Days get shorter, it gets darker outside and issues with the family can sometimes come to a head. Online therapy with Talkspace can help you feel better and give you the tools that you need to navigate this time of year with your mental health supported. With Talkspace, you don't have to wait to get an appointment or to travel to an office. You're able to access your provider from the comfort of your device. With Talkspace, you can sign up online and get a personalized match with a provider who's right for you, typically within 48 hours. It's incredibly convenient to have virtual sessions with your licensed therapist from the comfort of your home. You don't need to feel really down to benefit from Talkspace. Therapy can help you shift your perspective, find new ways to cope in difficult times, be a guiding light. That is why I love Talkspace so much, and that is why I'm such a big advocate for therapy. You don't need to wait until it's too late. You have to start sooner. Talkspace can also help with any specific challenges you might be facing. It's the number one online therapy platform for a reason with licensed therapists in over 150 specialties like anxiety, depression, substance abuse, relationship issues, and so much more. As a listener of this podcast, you can get $80 off of your first month with Talkspace when you go to Talkspace.com adulting. To match with the licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com adulting to get 
$80 off of your first month. And you show support for my show and for your mental health. So that is Talkspace.com slash adulting. Finding the perfect holiday gift for your partner or your spouse is such a challenge every year. And I feel like it gets difficult more and more every single year because eventually you're like, I'm always around you. I've gotten you everything. <laughs> what could you possibly love that I could get you like you run out of ideas even my sister this year has been struggling to figure out what to get her husband I was like girl I have the perfect gift for you and that is the skylight digital picture frame that I currently have I'm obsessed with and I think it's a perfect way to share all of the best moments from the past to the present with your loved one if you're like v what is that <laughs> let me tell you skylight is a touchscreen photo frame that you can send photos to and straight from your phone and they appear in seconds so i basically help my sister gather all of the pictures from the day she met her husband till now with their third baby that they had this year and then we put it together and you just see all of their life together like in a little swipe through i think it's a perfect gift for everyone and you can even preload photos before the box is ever open so when it's unwrapped and plugged in your most treasured memories will appear how cool is that right and the touchscreen makes it so easy you swipe through photos you tap a new photo sent you tap the heart button to say thank you to the sender it's such a delight to use every single day and you can get everyone involved including her husband can send more pics i can send more pics and then everyone gets to see it in their home i think it's so cool and it's also a top rated brand over a million happy customers including myself thousands of five-star reviews, and it's available in over 30 countries. It's even been recommended by the Today Show, by Forbes, by New York Mag, and by me. So obviously, trust me. So as a special right now, limit time offer to my listeners, you can get $15 off of your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash adulting. So to get $15 off of your purchase of a Skylight Frame, just go to skylightframe.com slash adulting. That is S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com slash adulting. And then you continue on by telling me that she also cited some sexual chemistry issues. So she's already telling you, aside from the fact that she's not that into you by saying, you know, if I can't find anyone better, we should get married and have a child. Also, I'm not sexually attracted to you. I'm not enjoying. We don't we're lacking sexual chemistry. And then you say, and then she gave me the whole long drawn out explanation that I did treat her better than anyone else before. And she knew that she could always rely on me. So you're getting in just the same speech over and over again of a breakup. But it's not because you're too much of a nice guy. It's because you are currently chasing the wrong partners. All three women had one thing in common is that they were not that into you and that they had their own issues going on. Because the third one said, you have treated her better than anyone else. I'm sure you're a great guy, but are you the nicest guy anyone has ever met? I doubt it. You know, no one's perfect. So to me, it sounds like she is also has her own issues and she normally used to date assholes. So again, it's telling me these women have two things in common. They're all three of them are not that into you. And secondly, they have issues. So you are currently pursuing partners that you have to chase and you're pursuing partners that you have to fix. So until you take a step back and you look from within, not that you're too nice. No, you look from within to figure out why am I currently going for partners that don't like me? Is it because I'm secretly not ready for something serious? Is it because I'm secretly too afraid to actually date someone that it may work out with? Is it because I 
am dating partners who remind me of one of my parents. And my brain is subconsciously recreating the same scenarios that happened to me as a child with a parent that made me feel like I had to chase them. And now my brain is recreating the same scenarios over and over again with new partners, hoping that the outcome will finally be different with one of them, something that I didn't get to have as a child. So that means if you felt unloved by one of your parents as a child, you are now dating the same version, I would assume, of your mother with these women. So it's not because you're too nice, it's because you haven't healed a small part of yourself. So until you look from within, you will keep dating the same people. You have to change your dating pattern. You have to change who you're currently drawn to, especially if you make the decision that, okay, I'm ready for something with someone, then you will start to attract those type of people and you will start to notice the red flags sooner. Oh, wait, this person, if you, next person you date and they tell you, make a comment like, You know, if convenient, eventually, maybe one day if convenient, we should get married. You're like, oh, that person's not that into me. Oh, I have to chase this person. Ooh, she's giving me the whole speech of I'm too nice. Ooh, it doesn't mean I have to be more of an asshole. It means I'm repeating a pattern. Okay, never mind. I've seen this movie. I know how it ends. It ends with me being alone and hearing the same speech over and over again. So it's not for me. No, thank you. I don't need your speech. Goodbye. It's time for you to start doing the breaking up every time you date the same person over and over again. If you're ready for something serious, then it's time for you to start looking for partners that are also serious about you. Because right now, it seems that you're ready for something serious, so you will date anything in front of you. You are not picky with your partners. It's very obvious. So if you want something serious, then look for partners that are also serious about you. Relationships are never one-sided. There are two people that want to be in them. And right now, everyone you're dating is just only one of you wants to be in it, and it's you. So let's call you R. R, I hope you listen to this episode. I hope you hear my advice, and I hope you work on yourself, and I hope you will have a different outcome in the future. I'm rooting for you. All right, the next one we have is, Hey, Bestie. I am 24 years old, a female, and I've been dating my boyfriend, 27 years old, male, for about a year and a half. But I found his Twitter, and I was curious to see what he likes, and I found out him liking a lot of porn. By the way, you guys, Twitter is literally the craziest place you can like porn. You don't have to click like. Like, I've heard stories before of celebrities who were caught liking various types of porn, and then you get to find out, like, that's not even your search history. Like, it's Twitter. It's public. And your likes are public. You can just look at it. You don't have to click like. I don't understand why people just can't help themselves and they have to tap the like button so then everyone knows what porn, not what tweet, what porn they're into on Twitter. It's so weird to me. But okay, so she said, I was curious to see what he likes and I found him liking a lot of porn and only fans models. His account is public and he also follows his family there. (laughs) Okay. I checked his following there and he again follows a lot of OnlyFans models and porn accounts. I have been really hurt by this and now I feel very insecure, disrespected and betrayed. I have been trying to process my feelings and truly understand why I feel so affected by this. I also want to confront him about this, but I don't know how to go about it. We have had a conversation before where we discussed what we consider cheating and liking other girls' thirst traps for me was one of them. Oh, interesting. Interesting that they already had this conversation. I don't think liking and following other girls' thirst traps, or in this case, porn, is cheating, but I really think it's highly disrespectful and inappropriate. We both agreed on this. 
I feel really horrible that this happened and he probably thinks it's not a big deal. Of course, I haven't spoken to him about it, but I'm just assuming and I'm venting. I've also been on vacation right now for three weeks and I'm going back home tomorrow. He told me that he's coming to pick me up from the airport and I don't want to pretend to be normal and happy when I see him when this whole situation is giving me a lot of anxiety. I want to just be myself and freshen up and then go to his and have a conversation. I don't know how to tell him without saying we need to talk before getting on a plane for 13 hours and disappearing. I also want to have this conversation in person because I think it's a really complex issue that can't be had over text or call. And I also want him to see how much it has affected me. I don't want to come off as shaming him in any way for consuming porn because I also do this and we have discussed about that and I'm okay with that. I'm just upset that he didn't think twice before liking those pictures on his public account for everyone else to see. Am I overreacting because everyone consumes porn? I really feel at fault <laughs> and any advice is really appreciated. Thank you. All right. First of all, I want to say that even though you're 24 years old, many 24 years old not shaming anyone about age, but they would react so differently in a way that they would not be so calm as you. They would not just be sitting around trying to analyze the situation. And also, you are clearly thinking of his feelings as well. So many of us, including myself at 24, I would lash out, I would react. The fact that you are analyzing, trying to figure out the right thing to do, the fact that you don't want to overreact, the fact that you don't want to shame him in any way, the fact that you're trying to figure out how to have the best conversation with him, whether because you don't want to just send him a text like many of us would do the way we would impulsively react. You are being so logical. You're being so thoughtful. So first, I want to say kudos to you because many of us, including myself, even at this age, would just impulsively react and then regret it. Secondly, I feel really bad the fact that you ended it with saying, I really feel at fault as you did not do anything wrong. You found something about your partner that you don't like. That's a normal thing that happens when you're in a relationship with someone. It's not always beautiful and amazing. I'm sure 90% of it, but it's normal to find something while you're with someone, especially after a year and a half, that you don't like. So don't feel guilty that you found something. You found it, and now it's about how you handle it. And it seems like you're handling it pretty well. So you're not at fault. No one's at fault. You just need to have a conversation yet first. I truly believe that the best gifts are Urban Outfitter gifts. You get to celebrate the special people in your life with the best holiday gifts are available right now in Urban Outfitters. Not only can you find anything and everything, gifts for her, for him, gifts by price on their top pick gifts for you, but you can also shop their most popular styles to find the most celebrated gifts of the season, find gifts for everyone on your list. And also I think it's very price appropriate. So you don't have to kill the bank or however that American saying is in order to get something for your loved one. I'm obsessed with Urban Outfitters specifically for all of their socks. I buy all of my socks there. I buy my Mary Jane shoes at Urban Outfitters. I buy a lot of my accessories there, my scarves, some stuff from my home, especially specifically the pillows. I'm just obsessed with so many things that Urban Outfitters has, okay? And whether you want something cozy, like a throw blanket or a warm sweater or just something more unexpected, I promise you, you can find it at Urban Outfitters. So shop urbanoutfitters.com right now and you can receive an additional 10% off when you use my code VIOLET10 at the checkout. Again, that is urbanoutfitters.com and you can receive 10% off when you use my code VIOLET10 at checkout. Thirdly, 
It's interesting that you said we had conversations before that we discussed what we consider cheating. So one thing that a lot of us get upset about is we don't realize how we have different definitions when it comes to cheating. So a lot of the times what we don't consider cheating, our partner may consider cheating. And that's where miscommunication quite frequently arises, where one of you feels super disrespected because you never had clear boundaries and clear conversation on your definitions of what you consider cheating is, flirting, and so on, of what you consider disrespect in a relationship. And I know for many of us, it seems obvious. Well, don't like other girls' pictures or don't do this or don't. For many of us, it's also don't watch porn. That's cheating. But that's why it's important to have these conversations because it's not always so obvious for the other person. And many times they're doing things that they don't know are going to harm you emotionally. And I don't like to use the word harm because that seems extreme. So to hurt you emotionally. So she says, we had this conversation. So again, super mature. So they had a conversation what they consider cheating. And liking other girls' thirst traps for her is considered cheating. So she said that she already told him what will hurt her feelings. But then she continues in saying, I don't think liking and following other girls' thirst traps, or in this case, porn, is cheating. But I do think it's highly disrespectful and appropriate. So one thing that's sad is the fact that this is very obvious that she likes him so much because now she went back when what she previously said she considered cheating and disrespectful. Now she's trying to make up excuses in her head on why him liking girls' thirst traps and only girls he's following and their porn is, I guess, maybe it's not considered cheating at this point. This makes sense why you are so livid and upset because your trust has been broken. You are not at fault in any way. You're not crazy or overreacting for being upset because you guys already had that clear conversation where you clearly explain where your boundaries were at. And I'm assuming he probably stopped doing it on Instagram, but then he found another outlet to do it on, which happened to be Twitter. And now you've caught him as well. And it's always going to be an uncomfortable conversation because it's not a nice feeling to feel like you are, you know, invading someone's privacy. But if it makes you so uncomfortable to the point that you cannot continue the conversation, the point that if the relationship, the point that it feels like a deal breaker, then 100% for your own mental well-being and for the sake of your relationship, you have to communicate. You have to say something. You can't hold it in. I do agree. This is not a conversation in text or even in calling, especially because you've been away for three weeks. It is better to do a face-to-face. Me personally, it would be so hard for me to wait to say something until I see that person face-to-face. And, you know, after I have to be on a plane for 13 hours, I would have too much anxiety. So me personally, I would FaceTime him and have a conversation. So then when he picks me up from the airport, then we're good. I would have a conversation with him where I would not attack him. I would just say, hey, I found you on Twitter. And I noticed the things you've been liking. I thought we talked about this before. Like, it's totally fine. I get it. You watch porn. I watch porn as well. But it makes me really uncomfortable when you're liking these things. Because if I can see it, that means so many other people can see it. And it makes me feel even more disrespected. The fact that other people know what you're liking. And it's it's embarrassing to me and embarrasses our relationship. We're a team. Can you either make your profile private or can you look at all this porn without having the need to like it, you know? So in that way, you're explaining it like we're a team. And that's why it bothers me. And I need you as a team to be more respectful to us as 
your partner and as this partnership relationship versus, you know, getting on a FaceTime and being like, you are disgusting. You're so fucking vile. Like, I can't believe this is the shit you're looking at. Like, have you no shame? Your family follows you, you're, you know, because many of us would do something like that because we think sometimes belittling someone, they would understand the wrongdoings. But you get more bees with honey. So I think me personally, I would have a FaceTime conversation before I have to be on a plane for 13 hours and before I have to see him. I would assume the conversation on FaceTime would resolve our issues. I would explain how it feels, how much it hurts me, how much we're a team and we need to do better for, with each other. And then I would tell him how much I can't wait to see him, how much I miss him. And then hopefully this will not happen again. And I would hopefully trust him for this not to happen again. Of course, I would keep stalking him to make sure he didn't do it again. But, you know, the first time you have to give people the benefit of the doubt. You have to ask them, why did you do this? Maybe to him, he thought liking other girls' thirst traps only counted on Instagram. So whatever it is, have the conversation. It's not worth losing a relationship over. And it's better to communicate first so then the other person understands how much it hurts you when they do something like this. I hope that answers your question. I hope this is helpful. And I hope you guys get past it. And I hope you guys stay together. Thank you so much for, you know, sending me your questions. That will be it. Today we have a very short Benson Knows Best episode. So I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you maybe some advice will help you as well. If you have any questions that you want to ask me, you can DM me at on my Instagram, Violet Benson. I read those more often than I do my DM on Almost Adulting Podcast. Or you can email me your questions for advice on at press at daddyissuesla.com. Anyway, besties, I love you. Hope you have an amazing day. And one thing I can tell you is that communication will solve all of your issues, especially your anxiety. If you want to know why someone is doing something, ask them. Trust me, it will help your relationship way more than shutting down or cussing that person out. So, so yeah, that's that. Have a beautiful day, besties. I'll see you Thursday. <laughs> Bye.